both of us have just registered Correct. our kids. youngest. Is it your youngest? Yeah, my, my youngest. youngest as well. Correct. For primary one. Correct. What are so, the odds? Today's yeah. episode, today's Tiny. timing. Yeah, awesome. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alhamdulillah, welcome back to another episode on the Mizi Wahid Podcast Thank you so much for tuning in And I hope you've been enjoying uh, this new series We are now on episode number 3 um, Where we are speaking about parenting and education for our kids And how we instill the right kind of values in them And how we as parents can support each other better Parenting can be a challenging journey, but it can be less of a burden and more exciting and more bearable, in fact, when we as parents look out for each other and support one another. Today, we are going to talk about the key phases in preparing for P1 registration. This episode is brought to you by Yayasan Mendaki, and Yayasan Mendaki is a pioneer self-help group for the development of the Malay Muslim community in Singapore. It assists students and individuals of the Malay Muslim community with education and lifelong learning. If you wish to know more about the kind of programs and initiatives that Mendaki does, you may visit their website at my.mendaki.org.sg. Today with me is a very special guest. Uh, we had her recently in one episode. And for today, we have our guest back again. Uh, we had really good reviews from the first episode we did with her. She is none other than Ustaza Liana Musfira, founder and CEO of Haya Network. Welcome back, Ustaza. Thank you, Ustaz. How are you, Ustaz? I'm good, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, um, this is a very important topic. And as of the time of this recording, both of us have just registered Correct. our... Kids. Youngest. Is it your youngest? Yeah, my, my youngest. youngest as well. Correct. For primary one. Correct. What are so, the odds? Today's yeah, episode, today's timely. timing. Yeah, awesome. So, um, let's get straight to it. Mm. It's not our first time. Mm. You've done for your first two, I've done for my first three. Mm. Um, what were some of the initial thoughts that come to mind when you think about registering and preparing your child for P1 registration? What are the first few things that come to mind? I think um, even if this is not my first time, to realise that the transitioning period between each child is going to be different, mm. that, that kind of like give me that panic <laughs> panic mode because although the first two had their own experience, they transitioned well, I'm a little bit um, worried for my youngest because mm. for as a young, young as the youngest child, the baby of the family, he's so used to, you know, getting everything that he wants. Is he the most manjo one? Yes, he is, he is. And and the rest of the siblings will have to like give in. Same, same. So I don't know how it's going to be like mm. now that he's in a... Going to be independent. Independent. <laughs> you know, he's going to look so small in that big uniform. So as much as I've experienced this before, I think the transitioning phase is something that I that is in the back of my mind. I don't know um, if I'm doing it just by him. I don't know mm. if I'm doing it appropriately because he's mm. going to be very different. His elder siblings can share how they were in primary one, but mm. ultimately he's going to go through mm. it everything on his own. Yeah, so excited, mm. nervous, but yeah, looking forward. Awesome. Um, same. This is the youngest as well. Yeah. And the most manja. And she always gets her way. Exactly, everything. exactly. <laughs> and she is also physically the smallest. Mm, mm. Oh, yes, they are, they are of the same height. 
I know she's small uh. We when, we when went for Hari Raya yeah. the other day they are on the same height. And yeah. when we went for the the recent uh, parent teacher conference mm, in the uh, mm, K2, mm. she stood beside all her friends, she's the smallest. Oh. So we, we also worried about that. But these I are see, silly I things see. to worry about, correct, but you know. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Um uh, but in terms of choosing the right school, mm. do you just go with okay, the school that is closest to our house or mm. Okay, this is where the abang and kakak is, so let's just go with it. Or do you have other considerations? I think one of the most popular questions I used to get was why, as an ustaz, I did not put my children in madrasa. Mm-hmm. And I came from madrasa, right? Yeah. So it's very natural for people to expect that I am automatically going to send my children to madrasa. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the factors that I put into consideration for the recent primary one enrollment is distance and mm-hmm. convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as working parent, um, we are trying to limit as much inconveniences, as mm-hmm. much travelling time um, because it's going to cause some form of difficulty in our schedule and everything for the child as well if it's very far then they have to wake up very early they have to wake up very early and they have to wait in the car while we send the rest of the siblings so I think convenience is one of the biggest factor second is because I'm very very happy with the current primary school that I have for my both Mm. the the elder two so there's nothing to worry about there's not no complaint there's nothing Mm. that will um, if affect my decision to change the school so I think convenience and and experience is definitely one of the two factors that I put into consideration. Okay. Mm. What are your ways of helping your son um, to prepare entering into a, a school with a completely different environment, different set of expectations? Because, you know, for my daughter in K2, it's still a lot of play and mm, dance mm. and makan tido, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, how do you prepare your son to enter into P1? Um, it was a struggle because all my three kids were not from preschool. Oh, they didn't go preschool. Okay, they did okay, not okay. go any preschool. So the they attend they attended enrichment classes, mm-hmm. but enrichment classes is just like two hours. hours yeah. So it's a different setting altogether. Mm-hmm. So I was actually very worried, but I think to put the children in a, a setting that can make them mingle around with other children, can make them socialize, can make them um, realize that there's a teacher and mm-hmm. you as a student, you got to follow all the rules, rules mm-hmm. and all the protocols that are put into into place. So although they were not conditioned in preschool, mm-hmm. but I actually took the liberty to put them here and there, play That's groups, um, enrichment classes. I'm sure there are parents like you. Who, yeah, who also yeah. did the same. They didn't send. I have some friends like mm, that. Mm. Mm. So we worry because it's a completely different shift. Mm-hmm. So I think the sharing from the first to help and also to know that they have this buddy system like Premier yes. 1 will have a Premier mm. 4 partner. So my child, my, my second child who's who's in Premier 1, she always talks about her buddy. They even have the same mm. exact wallet. <laughs> I don't know how they make plans. <laughs> they have the same exact pencil case, pencil, yeah. you know, it's the cute. wallet. So um, yeah, so to prepare uh, my youngest in different different settings that will eventually ease his process for primary one. And also know that he's in the same school the first two. Even if they terserempak dekat toilet, mm. that is something that that I look forward to. Oh, I terserempak abang uh, dekat toilet tadi. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very cute. I, I like the body system as well. Yeah, I yeah. But uh, for Hakim that time, he always talks about this uh, big brother mm, who, mm. who looked after him and help him at the canteen mm. uh, because uh, he's also in a secular school, non-madrasa. 
So to teach him which are the halal stores for that he can buy from. Correct. Because Hakim loves food, so he needs to know <laughs> which, <laughs> which is halal. Kalau tak dia main bantai. Correct, correct. So that's very helpful. But recently, because he's in P4, mm. he 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 got to become the big the brother. big brother, the yeah. buddy to so family one. So he was one. so proud that he he brought uh, a younger P1 kid around. Although I wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't, <laughs> and trust him. But apparently, he stepped up. You know, he stepped up. Okay. I, I think we underestimate our kids sometimes. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I don't think they can handle it, but they can. We we gotta put them in the most uncomfortable situation. Yeah, that's when yeah. they, they realize their true potential. Yeah. So so my my children are actually um counting their coins and their notes to see okay how much do you need for for bookshop mm. how much do you need for for the drink stall so it's very cute that he's not even in primary one mm. but he's already planning a list of things to buy from the bookshop mm. so these these are little little things that i think would be helpful yeah. mm. i think the other big thing i guess is um the seriousness of learning and then mm. exams but mm. I think I'm I'm quite grateful that Singapore has changed its approach Agreed. where P1 no exam Agreed, P2 yeah. no exam and primary is only weighted assessment yeah yeah, um, yeah. cuz or else I think it's a major culture shock for the kids mm, cuz mm. it it was all fun and play and then suddenly wow the yeah. environment is different structured learning different teachers coming in mm. teaching different subjects textbooks can be overwhelming yeah. super overwhelming yeah. and primary one bags are quite heavy yeah. so they, they are so small but their bag mm. is like bigger than them like three quarter the size can't of them how Alia's gonna do it, I, I, I can't imagine have you bought the stationaries <laughs> and yet, everything soon soon yeah. and, and oh, I forgot uh, I forgot what to say oh I wanted to say that 7.30 school report time is very early mm. so that will also mean we have to prepare the kids to wake up at 6.50, 6.45. Some mm. of them, a friend of mine had to wake her child up at 5 because of transport. Yeah. yeah so really kasihan. Yeah. But, you know, there are some good things from mm. those as well. Mm. Um, I ensure that the kids sleep early. So, I guess some of the things that we can do as parents is to help our kids to adjust mm. to the new timings and understand why they need to sleep early because they have to wake up early and prepare Correct. early. Um, what what is beneficial for us I guess because this is our youngest it mm. means that we have had um, previous experiences is that mm. the kids um, can actually observe mm. their, their older siblings and in terms of oh, they come back home they have homework to do and things like that so mm. they get to see oh you mean these are the new responsibilities that I have mm. to adapt to yeah. mm. so that helps a lot uh. mm. okay let's talk about Routines, like just picking up from what I just said. Um, what do you think are some routines that your youngest will need to get used to? Mm. Um, apart from the waking up early, is there anything else that you think is necessary? Especially for parents who are listening right now. Mm. How do they, especially first time parents. Yeah. Right, how do they prepare their first one? Um, I'm very big about allowing the child to rest to rest right after they mm. return from school. I know some parents, and this is in no way putting them down or mm. judging the way they raise their kids, but immediately after they come back, they would expect the children to finish their homework. Mm. And then I, I understand the principle is susah-susah sekarang senang kemudian mm-hmm. is that is that the correct peribahasa susah-susah dulu oh, senang okay. kemudian is that even a peribahasa yeah, yeah. yeah it is it's yeah. so it's like get it done get it over and done with but, and then they can rest and then they can rest yeah but for in my experience my eldest is primary 3 my young my second is primary 1 
when I get them to do that, it takes longer time for them to finish mm. than when I allow them to do what they want first, like re- rest, a short 20 minutes iPad time mm-hmm. or they play with Lego. Mm-hmm. So when I allow them that space first, they know that there's something else that's waiting for them. Mm. So I tried both methods, but I think for my children, it works with resting first, having lunch, and after lunch, they would have snacks. After snacks, they would have five different other types of snacks. So I'm very big on that, allowing them to chill mm. down before they eventually have to complete the homework that is due tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be very stressful yeah. tomorrow and you have very It's almost little always time. like that, tomorrow. <laughs> you have very little time and some of yeah. the pages is like 16, mm. 12, especially when it's a sick season and your child has been missing school for quite some time. Oh, sick season. Sick, yeah. Okay. What did you hear? Six. Why, why you got six Number seasons? Six. No, 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 no. Sick. Unwell. Yeah, yeah. Flu bugs going mm. around. Uh, so that is another thing that I think for new parents, you always have to be prepared mm. uh, that you know no matter how how you prepare your child mm. you know in terms of food nutri- nutrition and everything but you know if the flu comes to you it'll be another issue altogether yeah. so on those days um my daughter had influenza before so she wasn't in school for quite some time and she has so much homework to do so much so i can i can see that it was really affecting her so i i'm very big on allowing the child to rest but then also slowly remind them gently remind them you know you have responsibilities now you're mm. a big kid so after you rest you got to go back to doing what what you need to do yeah right. that's good uh, i think some parents need need to hear that uh, they get a bit kanchong first yeah, first yeah. child and they Everything, don't want their child yeah. to fall behind in class correct uh, and be left behind mm, mm. so next is i want to talk about communication mm. open communication Again, eh, um, imagining the child, primary one, new friends, new teachers, new environment, new expectations. Sometimes the child might um, feel like it's a struggle to adapt. Mm. Uh, they are expected to almost adapt immediately. Mm-hmm. How do you ensure that your kids communicate with you mm. if they had a problem in school or they don't understand what the teacher is saying? Mm. Or they get bullied, you know things like this. How do you help your kids to articulate what they're feeling? Um, if if we look at some parenting books and some of the um, parenting videos that are shared online, they are very very big on communication, and that's not wrong, right? We have mm. to communicate. But one thing that I that myself and my company Hayat Network, one thing that we want to kedepankan besides communication is actually connection. Mm. Like communication can be just a, a form of exchanging information. Mm-hmm. But if there's no connection, like it doesn't bring that communication to another level. How do you, how do you develop connection? And, and that is that is a difficult question because different parents we okay, connect with our child differently kids, as an example how do you uh, for example afif the youngest one right he he loves play more than anything so okay. even when i want to teach him phonics i have to instill the idea of play mm. so and and that's a difficult part connection is not only just emotionally physically mentally is literally 360 degrees and it is tiring mm. you got to adapt to connect with your first you got to adapt to connect with your second and then now with the third so yes communication is important but but like i said before it remains an information exchange and it doesn't bring the communication or the conversation to the next level mm. so to answer your question to connect you got to 
you got to try as many things that works mm. and then you got to see what eventually is a fit for your child mm-hmm. so for Afif when i put a routine a timetable that i did for the first two he couldn't follow mm. so for example i put 4 pm to 4:30 pm after solat asar you have to have 15 minutes of reading mm. he couldn't follow that Yeah. So that that is my way of communicating. You got to do the same way. You know, this is my ruling. This is my principle. Afi, you got to do what Adam and Afra are doing. But right? does he communicate back saying that he doesn't want? He did. He, he did. Yeah. So he communicated verbally saying, no, I don't want mama. I, mm. I don't want to read. I'm tired. I have read 10 books last night. He mm. would come up with all these things. Same. And <laughs> then he would like, I already read. And then and then he would communicate physically as well. He would just lie down. Suddenly he sleeps. Suddenly uh. go hide under the blanket and I'm so tired. My stomach pain is painful. Like 101 reasons and excuses. <laughs> That is his communication. Mm-hmm. So to connect, I would take the the timetable. Mm-hmm. I would say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do a new one for you because you're because you're a Spider-Man. You're not just, he, he is in this saga that He wants to change his name. He doesn't want to be Afif. He wants to be known as Spider-Man, the Muslim Spider-Man. So, okay, what does Muslim Spider-Man's day should look like? So, I think that that's the effort of mm. connecting and reconnecting. Yeah, so, yes, communication is important. But I think one of the new words that we can um, share around with parents is how are you connecting and reconnecting with your children? Mm. Really good uh, points there, Saza. On, on the same topic of connection... Uh, we, maybe this one is for your first two. Mm. Did they communicate any fears mm. before entering P1? And if they did, how did you acknowledge their fears? Or even after that? After mm. P1? My first was very... Um, um, what's was the he, word? Was he nervous about He was, P1? he was. Because mm. he's the quietest amongst the three of them. He's the total opposite of my second. My second is like... Extroverted, I, is it? Completely. Oh. Completely. I don't know where she get that from, but she's... <laughs> extremely dramatic I'm excited I'm going to be friends with everyone I say she's the tallest in the class mm. so she sees herself as this like kakak kakak they have to take care of the youngest smallest little ones in class complete opposite so my she's first she's nothing like you right she's n- she, I am the so most quiet <laughs> <laughs> no lah. Um, so, so, so Adam, my yeah, first so one, yeah. So Adam communicated yeah. his fears, how did you help him? I think private space is important. I cannot allow him to address um, his concern in front of his siblings mm. because they might see it differently. They might also feel that, am I going to face the same thing that Adam did? Mm. So I think private space is important. Second is... Um, to allow him to be able to say anything without fear and and that's a struggle because that will also mean you got to start from young mm-hmm. but but um i think i covered we covered this in previous episode about being the friend to our child mm-hmm. so before that i would hold his hand first i would just what's that word eh? caress eh? is touch. it caress physical touch yeah, macam belai mm. his hand and say adam what's going on okay you just can tell me anything If it's a secret, you can whisper to my ears and mama won't tell anyone. Mm. And and sometimes he couldn't do it. So I had to ask question. Is it is it your friend? Yeah. Is it teacher? Because sometimes they are not able to articulate it on their yeah. own. Being so small and having to go through quite a lot. So I had to do the questioning to him and for him. Mm. So the more you... It's not cho-cho. It's more of like... But, um, but it is though. It is about trying to hit them with the right questions. Yeah, yeah. And then when... 
when they feel it, you can you almost see the facial expression yes, first. Yes, you know. And then yes, they will you know that you have asked the right question, yeah. and you just take Probe that further. direction mm-hmm. from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to ask a difficult question: Is it your friend? Which friend? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? When did this happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, private space is important. Second is, I think the parenting tactic, you've got to ask the right questions. And third is, follow up. I think this is something that parents, lepas, lepas you dah settle satu problem, you think it was not going to come again. Mm. So, follow up like, two days later. So, how was it? Did you talk to that friend? Mm. Um, did you terserempat that friend again? So, I think follow up just to make sure that there's no additional information that you eventually missed. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Um, so the research has also shown that students earn higher grades when parental support enhances the students' feelings of uh, self-esteem mm. and when they feel that their parents actually pay attention and care about the education. On this note, I want to uh, narrow in further on something more specific, which is the relationship between the school and the parents. Mm, mm. Do you communicate with the teachers often or... Do you attend regularly any meetings that the school has? You know, like mm, how mm. how important do you th- do you think this is in helping mm. the child? I'm very thankful for class dojo. Mm. The, do you get is direct, it the same do you direct communication? Teachers? And and when they are sick, uh, even before I get the time to tell the the teacher that my child is missing school, they would be the first. So how is she? How is mm. he? Is he coming to school? So that direct. Access is very convenient, yeah. and and in my children's school, the volunteering group is actually fully booked, which means you cannot. I well, I'm like what? Do you mean that there are so many parents yeah, that are actually yeah. so eager to be parent volunteers? Mm-hmm. So I I think I managed to get one spot. So they ask, what are your strengths? How can you help the school? And you got to understand that when you... You can juggle the traffic. Lah, usah, you, macam... Yeah, kan? Pagi-pagi <laughs> juggle the traffic. That one is paling banyak kosong. Banyak kosong. But I think the one I applied for was writing, copywriting or something. So to to know that the school, one of the schools, um, um, why, I wouldn't call it idea. They wanted the parents to volunteer not only because your child is there mm-hmm. but because you are truly concerned for the rest of the children that are in the school yeah. yeah so thankful for class dojo and i'm someone that is not ashamed to like keep asking the teachers, teachers. how is she in school how is he in school and they would send pictures in the main group mm. so that's very helpful because during our time my parents had no idea how i was in school <laughs> They had no clue yeah. until I went home and tell them. Yeah. So thankful for the technology. Yeah. Mm. All right. Thank you so much. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I hope parents who are now considering uh, or preparing to send their children for primary one, mm. uh, these pieces of tips that Osaza has shared is beneficial for you. And hopefully your child will be able to adapt very, very well uh, in next year's P1, inshallah. So in conclusion, um, some things that we can take away from today is um, setting a new routine for Mm -hmm. your children, Okay, Mm -hmm. implementing the steps uh, one at a time, learning how to prioritize what's important for your kids, um, and also um, how important it is that parents get involved in their children's education and being directly uh, connected to the school and to the teachers. So school is like a second home for most of us and especially when our kids are there in their early years, we need to be present, we need to be active, we need to be connected. Uh, So let's make uh, and help our children have the best school memories in their early years. 
In July of 2023, this month, Mendaki will be organising Raikan Ilmu at Heartlands beginning from uh, early July. I think they had one recently at Wan Punggol. And this includes a signature Playfest activity. So stay tuned for more of such programmes and events. Till then, thank you, Saza, for um, your inputs today. My Till the next episode, that. take care. And if you love this episode, please share it around with other parents who might benefit from it, uh, who may have their kids going into P1 very, very soon. Till the next episode, take care. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bye-bye.